0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 18 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host Dylan Morrison, joined by my co-host Zach Rolf. How's it going today, Zach? Not too bad, man. How you doing? Not bad at all. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about high school wrestling. You got a match tonight, don't you?
1: We do. I do. I wrestle. Uh, I'm the head coach at Corning. If anybody who doesn't know that, and uh, we wrestle horseheads tonight.
0: That's exciting. Looking at some of the matches on track wrestling that's happened across the state. It looks like Section 4, Section 5, 8, and 11 have all competed in duels over this past week. Uh, I believe Section 3 is Lewis County. And th- these are all, like, inter-county matches. So Lewis County and Section 3, consisting of Beaver River, Copenhagen, and Lowville, are set to compete tonight. I think they're going to be doing, like, maybe a couple tries throughout the next few weeks just to uh, get the kids matches. South yeah, Lewis that's is. What we're doing, too. Yeah, South Lewis is part of Section 3 as well, or uh, Lewis County, but they, I guess, are chosen not to compete this year. I, I'm i not sure if they're going to try again at some point. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I believe most of the matches are inter-county matches due to travel restrictions. Right. Um, I mean, we all know, like, Section 11 has Suffolk County and Section 8 has Nassau County. So I'm not sure if they have travel restrictions either, but, um, I mean, that that gives them a lot of options. Um, to wrestle obviously we've seen their name a lot on track wrestling just looking at it this morning yeah you know uh,
1: yeah. i i know section 11 and section 8 are wrestling I, at least section 11 i'm not positive about section 8 but i heard section 11 is wrestling all the way to a county championship like dual championship though not like a a sectional individual championship mm-hmm. but like that's a lot of the reasons why we had to do so many different rules because section 11 wanted to do that so then everybody else had to follow through and get certified and do all that kind of stuff so Mm. thanks a lot section 11 couldn't be simple.
0: and like so i'm looking at like nassau county and their square miles for like nassau county i pulled it up somewhere it's like 453 i believe and which i mean nassau county is huge it's got a ton of d1 and d2 wrestling schools in it Right. And I think the land mass itself of Nassau County is like 280. And yeah. w- w- Governor's not a, I mean, it's a big school district, but it's not like, it might be top 20 in the state, but like Governor's got 221 square miles. And, you know, and like, I guess talking about St. Lawrence County itself, that, that's like 2, 2,500 square miles. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of fortunate where Nassau County and Suffolk, you're able to travel and compete a lot. I got right. a buddy. I got a buddy that's in Livingston County. And of course they're wrestling inner County stuff as well. Um, but it's some of their guys aren't necessarily getting the, the matchups that they want just because um, they're, they're limited to what they can get. But on that note, you guys uh, like, I think it was my AD um, at Canton said something about mid-March, they expect the travel restrictions to lift. So like if, we we might be having our season mid March to mid April. Um, and if that's the case, we, we might be able to travel more. The problem is with that is let's say, you know, the Frontier League, which we're bordering, if we're able to duel them, if they're having their season right now, we're not gonna be able to wrestle them. Or if they have their season mid March to mid April and we have ours mid April to June, you know, we're not gonna overlap where we can wrestle. So
1: Right. It's gonna yeah. end up with wrestling yourselves or like maybe maybe one other team that's in your area but that's about it yeah which sucks. so what county are you in uh we are so corning is to bend county okay. um and then where i actually live is in Elmira, which is Shimon county and both of our counties have been somewhat lenient for the most part like spain county we have almost no restrictions we're we're allowed to have fans at our event um only our home fans are like the coming, the teams that are traveling to us can't bring fans with them. Yep. But each one of my athletes are allowed to have two fans come to the event tonight for, uh, to, to
0: support. Yeah. My, so my buddy, Nick Geiser, that he's a state place finisher for Alexander. He was watching his brother who placed at States last year that competes at Alexander and he was watching on like track. So I I think some of the schools might have it on track. I know our school has a camera in his gym, for they, they cover basketball uh, games and they actually covered a few of our wrestling matches for people that are outside the area and you know outside the state that could watch. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing. But it, it obviously is not the greatest with not having a lot of fans in because you know packing the house is kind of a fun atmosphere to be in. But it is what it is. I was looking at a on arm drag this morning, and there was the Attica Batavia duel. Uh, those that team wrestled Palmac. Last year, Wyatt Kaufman of Attica Batavia wrestled 126, and this year he's wrestling 189.
1: Holy crap!
0: Yeah, so he wrestled like 215. Um, You know, the weight changes and all that, but he wrestled 215 the other day uh, in a, another duel. But yeah, he wrestled 189 in this duel. So that is unreal. Yeah, that's that's 63 pounds. You know, if anybody's not good at either,
1: math. either it's COVID weight or he worked out a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of these guys might have, might be having some COVID weight issues, but yeah, you know, I'm sure he put, put on some size and put on some strength. So that was an interesting thing to see. Uh, there's a lot of, like I said, the matches you can look on and track wrestling. We're not going to really go in depth on all the dual meets. Some things that I have noticed though, some teams are maybe struggling where kids aren't wrestling. Uh, you know, some teams are, are down this year just because yeah, I've
1: had a, Yeah, uh, I've had a, i have had I personally have had a couple of those issues. Um, I've had a couple I I probably had six guys come to me and say like I'm not sure I want to do it with the the restrictions are given you know wearing masks and all that stuff and then I've had a couple kids just say I'm not going to do a half a season I'd rather just do my own thing and get ready for football because you know everybody knows football is more fun than wrestling right so it's it's easier you can kind of just go out with your team and hang out and have practices and stuff. So I've had I've had a bunch of kids come to me and say, if it was a normal season, I wouldn't have a problem. I'd be on the team. We would be fine. But because of the restrictions and the fact that it's a shortened season and it runs into football, I'm just going to play football.
0: Yeah. Which you got to be built different to wrestle, I guess, in times like these. But
1: That's so true.
0: Yeah, different breed. <laughs> but yeah. uh, um, there was something that I noticed. I, I don't even know what it was. But, yeah, I mean, I, I believe it was Suffolk County – they had 16 different teams that had a quarantine after the first uh, week of competing in high-risk sports. So 16. Yeah. Knock oh, on wood. Nice. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I believe uh, I couldn't read the uh, article because it was, you know, I had to subscribe or something like that. So I was able to read like the first five seconds of it and there it was two of the teams were wrestling. I think the other 14 were basketball, but still, Hopefully that's, that's unreal,
1: not- but that's gonna happen. Man, this is this is yeah. one of the biggest arguments that we've had in wrestling, because and you just said that, right? You said it was like fourteen were basketball teams and two are wrestling teams. Yeah, like you have ten kids, anywhere from ten to twelve kids on the court at any point in time in a basketball game. All ten of those kids are now are they're done, right? Right. Whereas in a wrestling team, like you can you can distance if you need to. You're only competing against one other guy. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they were treating us so differently. And, and now you have this situation where you got down in Suffolk where 14 teams get quarantined.
0: Yeah, there, there was another one, um, Manhasset. They wrestled Long Beach. I think Manhasset had to quarantine as well over in Nassau County. But I couldn't read that article either. So uh, I just hope that's not a too big of a trend, you know, in this shortened season that we do have. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean,
1: I was talking about it with my coaches. You know, if we the, the way it works is we get one kid in our room – get, get COVID, yeah. our whole team shut down. Yeah. Whole team shut down. And, and that's the season. Cause you, I mean, we only, we already only have two weeks left, <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like the season's already gone at that point.
0: And the thing that is kind of frightening for somebody like me, like you guys are experiencing this right now. If, if it shows around the state that like, Oh, we can't do this because you know, section four or section eight or section 11 had these breakouts and people had a quarantine and, and things just, you know, spiked. Well, the sections that are planning on competing mid March to mid April, the the school boards are probably going to be like, no, let's not do it because these guys obviously experience bad things. I mean, yeah, hopefully, absolutely. hopefully it's not like that, but I could see that you know maybe starting off is better than uh, you know going second in this case.
1: Yeah, no, you know what? that's a really good point. I yeah. think that we're kind of kind of blessed in that factor.
0: Absolutely. So uh, the New York State tournament journeyman's New York state tournament, shout out Popolizio They dropped their entries this morning for those that, uh, you, you know, might not have seen them. I put them up on my Twitter. They were on New York wrestling news as well, but, uh, you know, go to more wrestling's Twitter and check them out for in depth, but you know, we, we've got the top three or four at each weight. I want to go ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, the, the stats are astonishing. they are a lot of fun to look through considering, you know, we've never had a, a one state tournament. It's always been, um, broken up into two since what 2005 I think it is
0: uh 2004 was the first year they split so
1: 2004
0: I was yeah out in Buffalo
1: um so looking through it it's it's really fun to kind of look through and see how many state qualifiers are in one weight or state placers are in one weight and um so I kind of did that and at 99 99 obviously you don't really know what you're getting most of the time it's middle school weight class you don't really understand what you're getting into. So I have two, two returning state place finishers at this weight class, um, AJ DDoS and Darren Florence, um, DDoS or Dylan's DDoS. I don't know what it is. The The bracket, at, the bracket from last year said Dylan's. This one says Didas. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to go with
0: Dylan's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he, you have him and then you have Darren Florence from section four are both returning state place finishers in a bracket who also has Anthony Clem. Um, who it, he's a state champion freestyle is what it is, what it says, but I, I've seen his name around all over the place and he's, I know he's really tough and he's going to give these guys a run for their money and might even be somebody that I think is going to win the bracket.
0: Yeah. That, that'll be a fun way to watch. Obviously some of these guys make a name for themselves early in 99 or 106 when they're in middle school. And then, you know, we'll see them for the next three or four years throughout high school. So yeah, that'll be a good way to watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: 106. Um, it starts. You start seeing your numbers kind of climb just a little bit. Uh, we have eight returning state qualifiers, including uh, state finalist at 99 last year, Xavier DeJesus Romchuk out of Section Five, Castillo, um, and you have five other uh, five other state qualifiers. So eight state place finishers and five state uh, other state qualifiers coming in. Um, you also have Christian Liviano and Travis Browning coming in. I think those are your top three right now kind of looking at the bracket or looking at the entries. um, Those got to be your three favorites at the moment.
0: Yeah. At 113, we have one state champ, six state place finishers, and 14 state qualifiers. We'll we'll lead the way with Tyler Ferraro. Uh, He was our guest on last episode. He took second in the state last year. Then we have Gianni Silvestri of Tioga. He was a state champ last year. We have Braden Farbach, and then we have Chase Nevels, Who you have as the dark horse?
1: Yeah, I will put his name in there. The kid has been everywhere, and I and I just see him getting so much better. He's gonna be somebody that I'm looking at as a as a spoiler and a high finisher that's coming for this tournament.
0: Yep. Uh, Need some wrestling club trained. Yep. Yep. So uh, 120. Go ahead. Yeah. So
1: we got one state
0: or two state
1: champions. Oh yeah. Uh, Wrote that down wrong. Two state champions in this bracket seven state place finishers and 16 state qualifiers uh, led by two-time state champion jace schaefer and super 32 finalist pj duke and rounding out the top three here i got max gallagher multiple times state place finisher um you gotta think it's pj's way to go but jace schaefer comes most of the time finds just finds a way to win he may not be the favorite coming in but you can't cut him out
0: I got to, I mean, Max Gallagher is tough. I obviously, I watched him last year. I had a 113 pounder uh, who wrestled at Eastern States. So I saw Max last year at Eastern States. And then he's a D2 guy. So I saw him at the state tournament as well. Um, you know, I, I've got to think and PJ and Max, like I said, last episode with Tyler, you know, those two train together. I don't know how much, but yeah, Max is tough. I'm excited to watch him wrestle.
1: Yeah. My understanding is they go down there every other week or every once a month, something like that. That's um cool. also don't sleep on Jeremiah Echeverria. he's he's a he's a stud
0: oh yeah wanta yep yep. That's, that's true
1: uh moving up to 126 we got one state champ 10 state place finishers and 20 state qualifiers 20 state qualifiers that's such that's an insane number it's not, but it's not even the highest in this tournament yet that's what's crazy yeah Um, leading off with Steve poolin uh, obviously, I mean, he doesn't need an introduction, right? Everyone else who Steve-O is. Yep. Uh, Chase Liardi and Andy Lucinski also round out this this weight class. Um, I have Caden Bellis listed as well. He's, he's been in the mix for a state title the last two years. And uh, he's moving up a couple weight classes. He was at 106 last year. Now he's up to 126. Look out for him to kind of make a name.
0: So up at 132, we got one state champ. 13 state place finishers and 22 state qualifiers leading the top three are Jordan Titus, West Virginia bound, Mason Bush, Buffalo bound, and then Jordan Soriano. Uh, that That's going to be a nice match or nice practice to see as well. Obviously Titus is the favorite, but uh you know, Mason's pretty tough and Soriano, he's a hammer. I watched him at the, the New York all-star match against New Jersey and New England. And he just, he seems like he has a gas tank and he keeps going and going and going but, yeah, yeah see because are... I
1: I personally think Soriano might be might be a little bit better than Bush at this point I could be wrong about that but um i I want to see if soriano can really push Titus
0: yeah I I don't know I don't know if I've ever seen like they're both Long Island guys obviously Nassau county and Suffolk but I don't know if they've ever wrestled all
1: right so now 138. This is easily my favorite weight class. It's, it's in my opinion, the first weight class that doesn't have, like, a clear favorite guy that's going to win it all. Um, it's got 14 state place finishers, including four multiple-time state place finishers, and 28 state qualifiers. I couldn't narrow this down to three guys. I, I put six guys down on here who I firmly believe have a legitimate shot to win this bracket. Um, Avery Leonard, Section 3, Cooperstown. He was on the, he was on, he's been on the podcast. He's a stud. Killian Foy. Uh, out of Section 8, also super stud. Zach Levy, multiple-time state place finisher out of Section 4. Um, Angelo Centroni, Braden Woodward, who last week just beat Zach Levy in a match. Uh, he was down by one late and caught caught a four-point move uh, to win the match 6-3, but it was it was a great match. And then rounding out the weight class, who, in my opinion, may even be the best guy here, is Nate Wade. He's a stud. He placed in the state last year at a pretty deep weight class, losing to um, drew with him in overtime in the Katsi semis, um, who we've talked about is currently wrestling for LIU. I mean, kids tough.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 138, it's going to be fun just because there's not a clear favorite. Uh, you could go further down the list. Um, oh, yeah. And, and we will in, you know, weeks to come. But yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun way to watch. I think the top eight, you know, there, there could be a winner out of the top five that you just don't know who's going to be. Absolutely. So up at 145, we've got one state champ, 10 state place finishers, and 19 state qualifiers. we got Rocco Camilchi, Merrick Bush, Carter Schubert, and Anthony Canetta. Uh, so, yeah, I had
1: to put four on this one.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this was the way we were talking about before we started this. You have Rocco Camilchi, who I believe took third at the state's the last two years, then fifth the, the year previous. But he's just a hammer that we, we kind of both were shocked that He hasn't even been in the state finals yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he won the, the journeyman A bracket uh, this past fall. And, I mean, he's, he's not a state champ, but he's probably going to be the favorite coming in over top of a, of a previous state champion, Merrick Bush.
0: Yeah, I mean, Merrick, he lost in the state semis last year to Shambo uh, of Mexico. But, you know, 145 is a better way for him. He kind of had been cutting some weight, and, you know, he's obviously taller than his twin brother Mason. But uh yeah, he's tough. And then you got Carter Schubert. He is uh he missed last year due to injury. We saw him a few times this summer or offseason, whatever you want to call it, competing. And he and he's put on some size. He looks pretty thick. He'll be tough as well. I'm pretty sure him and Rocco trained together. Yeah out, of, the, yeah, out of the, uh, the garage. Train out of the garage. Yeah, And then you got Kaneta. So that'll be a great weight wa- uh, to watch as well. Yeah, and then you move up to 152. You got <clears throat>
1: Eighth grade state champ Zach Ryder, at 126 pounds last year, moving all the way up to 152. Uh, you got four state place finishers and eight state qualifiers coming into this bracket, and I think th- I think there's a pretty clear top three here. Um, you, there might be a couple guys with with something to say about that, but obviously Zach Ryder is number one. Nick Sanko, he's a stud. He's going to be really tough. I think he's going to give Zach Ryder all he can handle. And then Caleb Burgess, we see his, we see this kid everywhere. He's wrestling everywhere.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've seen him a lot this off as well. He is uh, I actually watched him versus Zach Ryder at the Battle of the Berg. Um, Zach I think might have beat him up a little bit, but Burgess, you know, he he's been in the streets. I believe he was at the Chiefs Head Apocalypse out there in Wisconsin. Uh, he's been at the Atlantic City I think down there for the New Way Nationals. I believe it was. Yeah, he's he's been in the streets, but uh, and then he got Sanko. He took fourth at states last year, losing to. Cole Mulhauser, but this is going to be a great weight to watch. I I just kind of knew I saw Zach Ryder wrestle this summer as well. uh, You know, being in the battle on the Burke, I was kind of shocked to see him at 152, but I honestly thought he was probably going to be 160 or 170 at this point. Just, just the way he was growing again, he's still young. He's still young. I bet he, he does bump up a weight class or two in the next year or two, but
1: yeah. Yeah. You got some connections. I'm going to need you to hit up Carter, tell him to cut some weight. And uh, go wrestle Zack Ryder.
0: They wrestled that battle in the Berg. I know, but I need it again. Oh, yeah. I want it again as
1: well. I want it in a state finals with something on the line. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. So, speaking of Carter, we'll move up to 160. Yeah. We got two state champions in this weight class. Carter Bear and Christian Hansen. Nine state place finishers and 15 state qualifiers. This is another one of those weights similar to 38, um, except for you kind of have – Uh, Two guys who's probably going to be considered heavy favorites coming in. Um, Carter bear has got some national recognition. He's been, I believe he's been nationally ranked at at least one time between track or flow and and mascots at one point or another. Um, Christian Hansen, Ethan Farrell state finalist last year at 145 pounds. And I put Brody Olszak on here. He's kind of a bit far down the list um, when looking at the the credentials, because obviously last year in the first round of state, he dislocated his elbow and, he was out for a while, but he he was a heavy favorite going into that one hundred and forty five pound bracket last year, um, so I put, I had to put him on this list. Um, yeah, I think this is gonna be a really fun weight.
0: Yeah, and then you got like last year in the state finals, Christian Hansen he beat uh, Nick Ross in the state finals, and Nick Ross is also in the weight. So yep. there's another state finalist that you know we haven't we didn't mention in the top four, but this this weight will be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I was shocked to see Bear up at 160 as well, but he's he's thick. So it, I it just doesn't... want
1: to see Zach Ryder. That'd be so much fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, so moving up to 170, four state place finishers, 11 state qualifiers. We've got Gavin Bell. Uh, I believe he is Hanson's teammate down there at Cold Spring Harbor. We have Alec Richards and we have Aiden Poe. Shout out Aiden Poe. Um, but yeah, so Alec Richards, he wrestled on Team New York. I believe it was in the team New York versus team New Jersey slash and wrestling team new uh, team New England, but I believe it was Pop Lizzie. He he jumped on the mic with uh, Brian Hazard and he said, "This Alec Richards has been putting in the timing, and he's jumped the levels this off during COVID, so he's gonna be a fun one to watch. He's a D two guy out of Corinth. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for this. I think
1: I personally think Aiden Poe, um, in my opinion, might be the the best guy here um i know his results probably don't say that but i've seen him wrestle i've watched him compete and i think he's got a lot He just got to be able to put it all together
0: yeah i'm trying to find gavin bells uh some results out of him i want to say he got an injury last year and he wasn't able to compete the, the end of the year because he's a hammer in himself yeah no he um, was out the last year shout out aiden poe he uh he trains with Bear and Mulhauser over there at Kenny Court's greenhouse. You know he's put in a lot of time. I don't think he's gotten the recognition that he probably deserves. Uh, and yeah, I definitely he, agree with
1: that. I definitely agree with that. Cause like I said, you watch the kid wrestle and he knows what he's doing. He's real tough. Um, he's just got to be able to put it put it together at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, he's he's a athletic kid. You know, him and Cole have some pretty good scraps. And and same with him and Bear, and he just he finds ways to not let you score on him. And Yeah, I'm excited to watch him, uh, you know, showcase himself down there. He's been putting in the time with Kenny Courts, So I think his time's coming to make some noise.
1: Yeah, so moving up to 182, we got four state place finishers and six state qualifiers coming in. Um, You can see, you kind of see as the weights get heavier, the the depth kind of falls off just a little bit. You got to think that's a lot to do with the fact that some of these teams' football seasons are going to be around this time. Yeah. Um, but we got Cole Molhauser, nationally ranked guy, um, probably a really heavy favorite coming into this weight class. Uh, you got, and then you got two Section Four guys, uh, two two returning state place finishers in Cam Bundy and Gabe Monroe, um, hoping to kind of push Cole here and maybe get an upset.
0: Yeah, so Molhauser is a he's a hammer. Uh, he's got a sweet mullet that he spends a lot of time yeah. working on. I imagine, but uh, yeah, Molhauser's Princeton Bound. We're gonna have him on the show in the near future. He he's definitely the clear favorite. You you can know more about the uh, Bundy and M- Monroe from being Section Four. I saw Monroe wrestle last year a few times.
1: Yeah, I mean they're they're tough. They went back and forth between the two of them last year. Um, they, I mean there's not much to say. That they're they're stay quality guys. I'm just not quite sure they're ready to compete with with Cole.
0: And it's fun because Molhauser uh last year like i said he wrestled 145 he wrestled sanko in the states uh for third and fourth and here we have him wrestling um up at 182 and he's 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 another one that's put in the time in the the weight room and he's he's a thick dude so yeah i'm excited to watch him he's nationally ranked and uh he's my pick up at 195 we have five state place finishers this is an interesting weight um we have Brock Del Signor. He took second in the states last year. Then we have his teammate, uh, Dorfman. Uh, he's another one that put on some size. But it's just interesting to see those two at the same weight. We saw both of them on Team New York at the Team New York New Jersey All Star Match. And uh, then we have Mike Altmer and then James Reno.
1: Yeah, I mean this top four is tough. And I actually I think there's an, there's a fifth guy in here that can um, really push this top four. Um, Evingham, but Man, I, it's, it's the interesting part of this is you got two guys that are teammates, plus Mike Altmer, who's also from section two, likely trains, probably trains with these guys every once in a while. I know most of the time in most sections you're going to train with or around with the same guys to get, to get the best work. But I, I mean, the, the dynamic here is going to be fun to see, but
0: I'm not sure any
1: of them can can hang with Brock here. Uh,
0: Brock seems like he's on a different level. Uh I mean, but then again, Dorfman's got to know him uh, to a certain extent. Hopefully, they're like you know one and two seeds. But yeah, Evingham, he is—he uh, took second last year in the state D2. He lost to Tyler Musa, who uh, we've mentioned on the show quite a bit. He's wrestling at VMI, but uh, Evingham out of Section Five.
1: So, oh, fun then, uh, fact about Musa. It's not sorry, I know, I know it's a little uh,
0: off topic. Little it's
1: it's good off topic. But um, a few years back, I had a team going to TI, and I needed a 170 pounder. And I was just reaching out to people and, and Musa at the time was wrestling in PA. And he came and he wrestled for my team, did really well, made us look, made it, made it look better than we probably were. And the next year he transfers to South Jeff and wins the state title. Um, I didn't even know it was the same kid. I'm sitting here watching the state finals and somebody goes, yeah, that's the guy who wrestled for us at TI last year. I'm like, what? No, it's not. It
0: well, the, it the funny thing about uh, Musa is so his grandpa, and I'm sure it's just his family in general, but they have a camp on black Lake, which is 10, 15 miles from governor. It's in this part of it's in the governor school district. And, you know, it's a beautiful camp actually, you know, in the summer times, uh, the last few summers I worked with uh, Joel bear and, you know, their, their landscaping business, we put up a big retaining wall and did some work for his grandpa and he's like, yeah, my grandson wrestles in PA and, this, that, and the other, and obviously the guy's last name, I believe it was Musa as well. We're still talking to him and whatnot um, years, two years later. And he mentions that his grandson moved up here. He's going to be wrestling in the South Jeff school district. And of course he's pretty damn good and he wins the state title. So it was kind of interesting to see that. Cause like, I kind of knew about him before he, uh, he even came to New York as well. So.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I just thought it was funny. Funny story.
0: Yeah. Cool. Weird little connections. Anyways. Yeah.
1: Moving on to 220, um, 220 has eight state place finishers and 13 state qualifiers with some interesting little tidbits in there um, that we'll get into along, along the way as, as the tournament gets closer. Top three guys here we have is Alex Semenenko, Jay Sean Hines, and Sam
0: Sorensen. Yeah, Semenenko took second in the states last year, D1, at
1: 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Sean Hines, I believe, was fourth in D1. Yeah, I'm, a... I'm gonna double check myself.
0: And then he got Sam Sorensen out of Homer. He uh he competed on your, uh, Arm Army.
1: Yeah, he wrestled for us um at one of the Tyrant Duels. He looked tough. He he's he's obviously young. Um, I believe he was a freshman last year, maybe sophomore.
0: He might have been a sophomore.
1: Yeah, but um, he's tough. He's gonna he's he's looking to get a lot better. He wrestled in the offseason. He wrestled multiple teams, multiple places, um, looking to improve. So I think, I mean, he's definitely up there to compete for a state title in this tournament.
0: Yeah, Hines. Uh, he lost in the semis last year, and then he took four or he took third place. So yeah, Jason Hines out of North Babylon. So that, that kind of rounds out the top three. But we'll go in more in depth uh, in a week or two. Kind of get yeah, we got time. To I mean, this tournament,
1: tournament's not for another month and a half. Yeah, uh, just kind of give him a little breakdown, and then we'll. Give him a nice, big, long breakdown as the tournament gets closer. Yeah, totally. maybe
0: we know some seeds by then as well. Right. Hopefully, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, and
1: this. has always been weird about that kind of stuff. He always waits like the night
0: of. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he gives us inside scoop so we can share it. That'd be so nice. The uh, this is also just kind of subject to change as well. Some of these guys, I don't know exactly, because there's obviously some guys that placed in the states that didn't register for this tournament. I don't know if it's too late for them. But I know they're well,
1: they're actually right now – I literally got a text message right before we got on air um, talking about reaching out to the last – like last-ditch effort for any state qualifiers or placers that aren't already registered. Because um, I have a guy, Ethan Hardy, a state qualifier last year for me, uh, one section four, who was banged up real bad. He had to have surgery in the offseason and stuff, and he's not even cleared till April 1st. So he's literally going to miss it because he – I mean, if he if he got cleared two weeks before, we'd have two weeks to prepare, he probably would have went. But – he gets to clear the day before, and we're not we're not going to put him in a position to compete at a state tournament on one day notice.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you there. That's unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, we've got a few guys that – or even state finalists or state champs that could be wrestling in this event. Obviously, they're choosing not to. But, I mean, I just think this event is, is huge just because this is it. This is the pinnacle of the season or not season, depending on, you know, where you're wrestling in section or where your school allows – but, you know, this is it, man. This is the state this is the state tournament. Whether you like it or not, this is the state championships. I'm going to call the guy a state champ at the end of That's the day. all. yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Anybody who walks out of this tournament with their hand raised five times is, is a state champion. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. And when we go into next year, we're talking about Zach Ryder being a two-time state champ. That's that what he is. He's, he's going to be a two-time state champ. If he, obviously, if he wins. But, right. I mean, he'll be a 10th grader with two state titles, and nobody's going to be able to take that from him.
0: Yeah, I agree. So – uh Rounding out the field, 285. We have three state place finishers and five state qualifiers. We have Ryan Stein, Adam Fenner, Tyler Rice, Sebastian Garibaldi, Garibaldi from uh, White Plains. Uh, this dude, is how this about place... the
1: story around around Ryan Stein?
0: Yeah, this is like, that's
1: nuts, dude. Dude goes one and two at the state tournament last year, and then comes out and and, and places the Super 32.
0: Yeah, no, that's true.
1: insane. That's absolutely nuts to me. This way, it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially with the being combined because right, Ryan Stein's a D one guy, and then you got Tyler Rice, who's an NHSCA national champion, coming in. Um, Shout out he, Reinhardt University, right? I mean, he just signed. He just signed a scholarship to go to Reinhardt. Yep. Um, so, I mean, this is gonna be a fun way. I like to see you, you how Tyler can, Rice yeah. does and against a guy who's like Ryan Stein, who plays the Super Thirty Two.
0: Yeah, because I mean, Rice he was a D2 guy last year. Uh, I think he lost in the semi. Yeah, semis. Luca yeah, he lost. had up take a fourth. Yeah. And you know, he had some close matches with Lucas Scott last year. Yep. Uh, you have Adam Fenner out of Minseng Valley. He took third in the state last year. And then you have Sebastian Garibaldi uh, of White Plains, section one. He's an interesting guy where I gotta look him up, but uh so he lost he lost last year in the semis to so Seminanko six to five, and I want to say he took fifth at the states, but at Eastern yeah, States, yeah, at Eastern fifth. States he took second. That's so, the, and he beat Stein there, didn't he? Yeah, he beat Stein there, and yeah. the quarters. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, this is going to be interesting. Wait, um, so I was impressed with Sebastian last year at Eastern States watching him. Uh, he he's, seems like an athletic. He's probably not a full two eighty five pounder, and we know Tyler Rice. He's a big dude, real big. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, this, this way it's going to be another fun one. That's pretty much it for the top three or four entries at each weight. I'll go through
1: here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through and I'm going to get a little ranking set up and I'm going to rank all of these guys, every, everybody who's going to be at the tournament, I'm going to put them a one through 25 and we, we can discuss and talk about it at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Poplizio, maybe the seeds are right here. Listen to me. I might line. have you, I might have you some, uh, some help here. Yeah. Yeah. Send me some stuff and we'll uh, we'll kind of, Rank the guys, um, you know, top 25, top 20, whatever you want to do.
1: We got you, we got you, Pop.
0: Yeah, we got you, man. Uh, so talking about some of the college talk, obviously, last episode we mentioned the dual seasons were kind of finishing up and they're they done. Uh, but as far as NCAA allocations go, uh, they'd kind of dropped it, it kind of caught people by surprise in the, the national, you know, wrestling world. Uh, the EIWAs, they're obviously without their IVs, and then they're without Franklin and Marshall as well. So they had like six, six or seven programs that aren't competing um, at EIWAs or in the national tournament this year. So their uh, they're at-large just didn't change. They're, they're the same for if they were there or if they weren't there. So, you know, at 125, you have, at 125 they have two allocations. So they've got actually three. So I'll just use it as they have a champ. At 133, they have three allocations. 141 they've got five 149 four 157 five 165 five 174 five 184 five 197 they have six and at 285 four so the IWA's um they've got Binghamton Army Hofstra and LIU for the New York teams so you know four of the five teams that we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks are competing in the IWA yeah
1: and actually uh we can go into deeper about this next week, probably hopefully when we get some brackets and some seeds or something like that, and we have a little bit more context, but um, we're, we're going to sneak some New York guys into the NCAAs that maybe in another year wouldn't have gotten in.
0: Yeah, no, this, I mean, obviously people are pissed about it, especially like people maybe in the max, which have less um, allocations than the IWAs. Well, to be uh, fair, I mean, they're getting, they're getting UNIs points
1: yeah. aren't there yes yeah, they're, they're actually they're actually and i get it the people who have a real grip is the big 12 but the max technically have three more allocations than they've even earned so far based on you know um the ranking the top 25 or, or 33 rankings of the coaches ranking so like they're they're in a better spot than they would be in a normal year too so i don't really know why they're complaining about what eiwa got when the only person with a real grip is the Big 12. I mean, they got so many people that are missing out on allocations just because three years ago they only had four teams.
0: Yeah. Um, it's kind of unfortunate for some of those conferences, but as a New York fan with four New York schools in the IWAs, I'm pretty damn excited because it gives our guys, you know, a better chance to compete at the NCAA tournament. I think some of our guys are going to do pretty darn well anyways. And uh, you know represent well, but it, it kind of just helps the fact. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of the guys that aren't getting allocations are going to get an at large, which is fine. Because the only
1: people- ones that I really think have a shot is Micah. Micah has a shot depending on how the other conferences obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, play out. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get an automatic qualifier spot, like if he doesn't take top three, which um, he, he can. I right now I, I played the seeds out a little bit in my head did a little research and I have them coming up as the four seed right now. Um, that's obviously myself being a nerd and trying to figure stuff out, but um, I don't, I don't know what that's going to do, but if he, if he doesn't take top three, he has a shot just from being in the coaches ranking, but that's going to require the other, the other conferences to really kind of play out chalk as best as possible.
0: Yep. And then uh, over in the max where Buffalo competes in um, they've got, 125, they've got four. 133, they have five. 141, they have four. 149, they have four. 157, they have four. 165, they have two. 174, 184, 197, and 285, they all have three. So they obviously have a little bit less than the IWAs. But they've got – I don't know. That's going to be an interesting – the max is.
1: I mean, you got to think Missouri might be taking – at least one in almost every weight class
0: yeah i mean you're 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 looking at a school like missouri that they're they're freaking good and they've got a lot of top ranked guys in in the country at just about every weight um whether you know top 15 or top 20 anyways but and then at 285 i think i was looking at it the other day but i believe there's like three guys that are ranked top 20 or 25 in the country that are out of the max
1: that's actually impressive
0: yeah so maybe there if there's three they might be all right if you know seeds and and everything works out all right but if there's four one of them is going to be looking for an at-large
1: right and at-large this year i i honestly believe almost all of them are going to go to the big 12
0: yeah and it, that makes sense i mean uh but we, you know once the seeds are dropped we'll go into depth with these as well so like the um, eiwas i believe start a week from today
1: yeah i believe it's uh, like
0: friday saturday
1: Yep. Well, they're a one-day tournament. It's a one-day thing. Is this least... Friday
0: or is it Saturday?
1: It's the 28th.
0: So it's neither day.
1: I think I'm um, almost positive it's the 28th. I was just on the website.
0: Yeah, I was looking at Binghamton. They commented. I don't know if it was last night when I was looking at it or if it was today, so I couldn't remember. But... Right, you were right. It's it's a week from today. Okay. I thought it was the 26th, but it yes, wasn't it positive. So moving on to the NLWC card, that is next Tuesday, the 23rd. This card is freaking bonkers. Um, That's insane.
1: Yeah. How are they gonna? How are they gonna fit all these in? Are they gonna make them wrestle within twenty minutes of each other? Because like,
0: I mean, kind of to make it realistic, right? Because this is kind of what their goal was—to get two high-level matches in a in a night so they can, yeah. s- s- you know, simulate an actual simulize, event,
1: right? And, and the other thing is is the, this these isn't the Jesus I cannot talk today I apologize. This is not the final card cuz I know I was listening to Jason Nolf on Bashmania. I didn't listen to that yet. And he mentioned that um they're going to try to get him another match. I guess somebody Cornell's bringing another guy around 74 kilos. I kind of hope it's Chris Foca.
0: I was going to say just bring Chris Foca. But Maybe I'm Ramirez. guessing
1: it might be Julian Ramirez. Yeah. Um which shit. That's a good I'm happy I Julian's a good friend of mine. I'm, I'd love to see him wrestle Jason off.
0: Yeah. I haven't listened to uh, Jason's uh, or Null or Bosch's uh, podcast yet. I plan on listening to that today. But, yeah, so some of these matches are pretty awesome. Shane Van Ness versus Joss Saunders. That's going to be on the junior card. I believe there's like five or six matches on that card. Yeah, that's
1: exciting. And I could be in the, the minority here. I probably won't be in the minority here. Most people know who Shane Van Ness is. Shane Van Ness is great. I've been high on this kid for a long time since he won Super 32 the first time. And I believe this kid is going to be a two, three-time national champion. And I'm going to pick Van Ness here, even though he's a high school senior.
0: I'll go with Saunders then. Um, we've obviously seen him quite a bit. It seems like in the last few months, I believe he wrestled on the flows combat card or the Spartan combat card down in the Carolinas. Then he just wrestled on the the other <clears> – the <throat> America's Cup it was just this past week or last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, Saunders is amazing. Saunders is really good. I'm high on him too. But I just don't know if there's anybody I'm higher on than Shane Van Ness.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to watch him wrestle. Uh, moving on to the senior card, we've got David Taylor versus Max Dean. We've got Vito. We Want to just break it down each match?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go match by match. Uh, this is exciting for me. Um, you know, I've been – overcritical of max. Um he gave Miles Martin a really good match. Here I am about to be very critical of him again cuz uh, he's not ready for David Taylor in my opinion. Um but please prove me wrong and punch me in the face next time you see me cuz um David Taylor's really good though and I don't think your hand fighting is going to be able to keep up with David Taylor's hand fighting. Yeah,
0: yeah, David Taylor if Max gets his hands on him like Gabe does, different story. But I'm not sure he's going to be doing that. Um, and
1: not only that, but Max gives a very similar feel to Gabe and Who does? David's already felt Gabe. Yeah, true. I could be wrong, but Gabe is better than Max. Like they're the same wrestler, but Gabe's better at what they're doing. Yeah. Right? So like I think David's going to kind of have a feel for what Max is going to give him and I already know how to answer it.
0: Yep. But that will be a good match for you know David to have. Obviously, it's it's kind of going to be what it's looking what he's looking for out of this uh, event. Moving up to or moving, I guess up the the card. I don't know, know what these cards are going to play out to be. But Vito, yeah, this is obviously not match order or anything like that. Yeah, we've got Vito versus Zach Sanders. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, so Vito's wrestling Sanders and Sean Russell, and I don't see either one of them really giving Vito much of a challenge. No, I, think I don't either. Two texts. Mm-hmm. I need them to just say, never mind, let's put Vito against Thomas Gilman because they're both wrestling Zach Sanders and Sean Russell. Yeah. But not wrestling each other.
0: Yeah, what the heck? That I don't like that. I, I don't either. Even, didn't even think of that, yeah.
1: That's really silly. I don't, I don't know. Put them, put them against each other. I mean, you're wrestling – aren't they wrestling uh, – they're wrestling bone and Gabe Dean this close to the trials. Like, why wouldn't you wrestle – I mean, if you're, if you're going to wrestle those two this close to trials, why not wrestle Vito and Thomas Gilman that close to trials? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I want to see that match. I mean, the other one makes sense because Yanni and – so you want to mention, talk talk about Thomas Gilman wrestling those guys. But Yeah,
0: we, we got Thomas Gilman versus Zach Sanders and Thomas Gilman versus Sean Russell as well. I mean, not much to talk about as far as that goes. I mean, it's the same thing with Vito. I think Gilman's well above Sean Russell and Zach Sanders. So, yeah, that's mean, not going to
1: be – I don't think any, any four of those combinations are not going to be very competitive – and that could be me, you know, talking down on the Gophers, but yeah. I just don't think either of them are really on the level of Vito and Gilman here.
0: No, I don't either. Yeah, m- moving on though, we have Yanni versus nation Garrett. You know, this yeah, match. So we obviously didn't see that at America's Cup, right? They were supposed to wrestle. Um, they didn't. Saunders wrestled nation instead. This match can be crazy. It
1: can be, but also we just watched Vito beat him.
0: Oh, I mean, we saw Vito beat nation but it's gonna be fun because Nation obviously has that fast twitch, you know, attack, and we we've seen Yanni be very offensive the last several events that we've seen him at. Um, obviously nation be is more offensive. We're gonna see Yanni some awesome defense out of Yanni. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I can see
1: that. I mean, yeah,
0: I, the, I I miss Yanni's defense. You know, it, it was it's always fun to watch him. You know. Find ways to get out of things, but
1: yeah, it's. I mean, he's a magician, right? Yeah. There's no other way to say it, but a yeah, magician it's nice to see him get better. And I think the styles here are a little contradicting. <laughs> um, with Nation obviously staying in space and staying open, and Yanni kind of just kind of keep your hands on you, keep you moving forward, and uh, looking for his ties, whether it be his elbow ties or his two on one ties. Um, and I don't see – I mean, I could see nation possibly getting through a double leg, but I don't know. Yanni's so creative. I'm not sure I can see nation pulling this match out anything less than a 14-4, 14-4 tech for Yanni.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this is this was the match that we are talking about where it's kind of a big brother thing, you know, N- nation It's
1: funny because nation's technically the big brother. but yeah. Not <laughs> yeah,
0: he's the big brother. You're just going to – beat up on your big brother after you grow up a little bit right moving on to the next match we've got zane versus nation zane Rutherford versus Nashon nation garrett this is i don't know i mean if nation can get to some of his attacks without zane getting his hands on him it'll be one thing that's I, the hard I, part. yeah that's the hard part
1: you're gonna keep him in space how, how are you gonna keep zane in space
0: yeah he's he's relentless
1: He's so he's strong, and he his hand fighting is is second to almost none in the country. And you're gonna you're gonna keep in space from that guy. Yeah, I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, that's that's the only way, Nation. If Nation yeah, obviously keeps his distance and fires attacks from space, But, so yeah, I don't whoever, see that happening.
1: Whoever beats Nation by more is the one to the trials. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm in.
0: I'm in. Yeah. So uh, Zane's got another match after Nashon. He'll be wrestling Evan Henderson, which is an interesting match in itself because Evan Henderson loves to make things like just loves to make things fly. I don't know. Every match that he's in is just whether it's his way or not his way, somebody's going to go flying. Isn't yeah. It? He
1: gives you weird looks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he makes yeah. everything look different, right? You, you're in the high yeah. crotch and you're thinking you're going to cut off to the double and, this guy he pretends like he's sitting in the corner and then he ends up rolling you the other direction like you you just don't know what he's going to do and it's not it's not a traditional it's not something you can prepare for he's just he's just so creative and funky that you don't know what you're getting when you wrestle him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Zane in this one. Um, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm going to back, back. but
1: there's only one person in the country I'm picking to be, Zane Otherford.
0: C- yeah. And they're wrestling on the same card. Greek, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'd pick Gianni over Zane as well, but, uh, moving up, we've got Kyle Snyder versus Nate Jackson. Uh, again, Nate Jackson's in the streets. This dude is probably wrestling in his 50th uh, match since COVID started.
1: It's unreal.
0: Uh, yeah. Unreal. So we've <laughs> seen Nate Jackson
1: versus, and Kyle Snyder.
0: Yeah. So we've seen him up against Cox. Right. And then we've seen him. We just seen him wrestle recently as well, but Kyle Snyder wrestling Nate Jackson, that's going to be an interesting match.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's straightforward. I think Kyle's going to control this match and, and pull it away. I think I think my opinion might have been different had I not already seen Nate Jackson, Russell Cox. Cox, because yeah. like I probably would have came in here saying, yeah, Snyder's going to tech him up, make it look easy. But Nate Jackson's obviously shown that he can compete at this higher weight class and and keep it competitive, not just get blown out. Agreed. So um. I'm still going to pick Nick Kyle here, and I think it'll be controlled. But and, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle comes out and just takes him down five times and calls it a match. But um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it'll be like a seven point seven point win.
0: Yeah, we have seen Nate Jackson try to double Cox. Obviously, Cox was big; he couldn't really get to that score off of it because that's kind of Jackson's go through thing, right? His his double. Yeah. And then we tried he's tried it on uh, Mark Hall. Mark would always bring it up, and then obviously that last time. He lifted Mark. He's not going to do that to Snyder. So I don't see where Jackson's no going to get to his offense against a guy like Snyder. But- I don't either.
1: And and the difference between Cox and Snyder, right, is Cox is okay wrestling in space, which is where Nate wants to be. Nate, Nate's comfortable in space. Where Kyle, he's all over you. And it's just like Zane Rutherford, right? He's all over you, hands around you at all times, pulling on your head, making you tired and wearing you out. And on top of that, he's a little shorter, a little more compact. It's harder to blow through shorter, compact guys. Yeah as their, their their lower center of gravity yeah. i just don't see, i don't see an opening for jackson here to score much but i i'm not gonna be surprised say if he gets a push out or or you know he does score on a single or something i just I'm, i don't see a path to a double leg against the kyle
0: snyder yeah and then uh talking about guys that get their hands on you and tire you out kyle snyder versus gabe dean gabe's obviously bumping up to wrestle snyder this is um, awesome yeah, this
1: Although, is... I'm not sure how I feel about it because I want to see Bo Nickel Gabe Dean in like full capacity, like focus on each other because I think that match would be so much fun.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean we're gonna see the match, right? But like we're also gonna see Gabe wrestle Kyle, and I want I just want Kyle or Kyle Jesus I just want Gabe to wrestle Bo Nickel one off. See how it goes because I don't know. I think. I think Bo having an opportunity to kind of watch Gabe Russell, Kyle, or even vice versa, right? Russell, Kyle come in sore and tired after Russell and Kyle Snyder, Russell, Uncle Bo Nickel. Like, I don't, I would like to see that match. fresh. Planned.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm obviously picking Kyle Snyder in the match, but uh, given these guys, or given Gabe Dean, you know, different looks like this, it's, it's fun. And it, it's, it's kind of a win for the fan. It is definitely a win for the fans because this is a match you you'd never see. Like pre COVID this is a match you never see. Somebody pre COVID Gabe guy. Dean wasn't wrestling. Yeah, that's true too. Shout Gabe out COVID for the streets right now. I would rather see I mean I, I want to see Ivy League wrestle, but you know, them not wrestling kind of led to the decision, helped the decision with Gabe furthering this Olympic run. So uh
1: Right. I mean he said he said as much if they if they were wrestling, if Ivy's were wrestling, he wouldn't be. Yeah, it's kind of a
0: serendipitous, like, I believe. So yeah, so that's uh Kyle Snyder versus Gabe Dean. Kyle Snyder's got a third match of the night, and that's against Spartan Con that's uh, Scotty Boykin. Um Yeah,
1: you know, this one's gonna be a tech fall.
0: Yeah, not, not too much well. to talk about here. You know, obviously right. Snyder's head and shoulders above Scotty Boykin, but yeah, it's a it's a third match, and uh you know, good for Kyle for taking the third match. Right, for sure. So talking this about
1: this card is gonna be nuts. You're gonna open up with some hammers matches. Yeah. I mean you gotta think outside really Snyder, like or Gabe better. Dean or Bo Nickel Gabe Dean's gonna be the beginning of the card. Yeah. There, or Vintelto Jones Kyle Diggs be the beginning of the card.
0: There's no prelim slash main event. It's just one big main event. It's it's nuts.
1: Right, I agree. Uh,
0: so Bo Nickel versus Gabe Dean rematch of NCAA finals. You know, Bo Nickel stopped Gabe Dean from winning his third national title. This is gonna be an awesome match.
1: Dude, I can't wait. I need I've been waiting years for it, dude. I, Bo Nichols crushed my dreams so many times. <laughs> like, I remember I, I actually was not at NCAA's this year, I did not get a chance, I didn't see this one in person. I did, um, yeah. dude, this was the year before Yanni's freshman year, I believe, right? I think, yeah, but I, I remember I watched this one on TV and I'm just like, he threw that far leg in, I'm like, oh my god, no, and it crushed my dreams, right? And then I'm sitting there in Cleveland, wearing my Ohio State gear. Miles Martin puts him on his back. And he, I, I I remember very vividly jumping up and screaming, freaking out. And then the whole arena, I mean, obviously the whole arena just erupted. And I just like sit down. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, Gabe, I'm going to need you to do me a solid and get some revenge on Bo Nickel for me. Even if it's not for you, do it for me, cause this man has crushed my dreams so many times.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was there as well when he he uh, pinned Miles Martin. I think I was there when Miles Martin beat him too, though. But I want Gabe to win this match. I I was physically upset when uh, Gabe lost his third title, but in hindsight, it? it helped make Gabe a better person for it. But, Just um,
1: thinking about that moment with Miles Martin has my heart like.
0: Oh. It's what we do.
1: Oh, it's so bad. It hurts so much. (laughs) You
0: come to Penn State, you win big matches.
1: But he really did have, like, one of the best promo. And I honestly don't have anything against Bo Nickel. I love Bo Nickel. He's so much fun to watch. I love his personality. I love the fact – I love that little promo he shot right afterwards. Like, it's what we do. You come to Penn State, win big matches, win national titles. Like, that was so – that was so cool. And I I bet if I was a Penn State fan, I would have lost my mind. But having not been a Penn State fan.
0: Have you been to a rec hall before?
1: No, or I so I went to Recall for Final X.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: So that was the only time I went, which was which was fun. I thought it was it was more it was louder than I thought it would be. It was when obviously it was uh, David Taylor was wrestling uh, Nick Renan. Um, yep. it was like his last match in Recall now, but like the Penn State fans were for were wild for that match.
0: Yeah, I've gone to two duels there. I've I watched them wrestle Lock Haven, which they won like fifty to zero, and then I watched them wrestle Oklahoma State, which this was oh four years ago when they wrestled in the, the national, it was like the national duels champion thing, you know, like how oh, they okay, had that yeah. uh, Oklahoma state was kind of down. They, they had a few guys that were out of the lineup, <clears throat> but it was, it was a pretty awesome event. just seeing them, you know, we are Penn state. I think I started, a we are Penn state chant when I was down there. <laughs>
1: Why would you do
0: that? <laughs> scratched you it off all my all bucket list. I'm not even a Penn state. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of them, I guess, but I'm not like a, a huge fan, you know, I, right. I enjoy watching them wrestle, I guess.
1: Right, yeah, I wouldn't claim to be a Penn State fan, but
0: no, yeah, obviously I'm an Iowa fan, but I was in Pennsylvania at the time, so I was like screw it. Let's uh right. let's start a chant.
1: You can't so, you can't be a wrestling fan and not appreciate Penn State.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean what they've done in the last ten years is pretty special. So right. Uh, talking about Penn State, we got Vincenzo Joseph versus Kyle Bake Um sorry Vincenzo, you you just lost to McFadden and Dake kind of beat McFadden half asleep, so.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. <laughs>
0: I mean, he kind of did, right?
1: You're, no, you're right. He literally looked like he wasn't trying, I feel bad. Yeah, he was
0: just him. trying to, you know, shake the legs he out before he took the that. The guy who got teched by the guy who was sleeping. Yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously going with Dake in this one, uh, yeah. but the next one, we got Jason Nolf, who I think is – a little bit about on the ladder above Vincenzo especially after after Vincenzo's loss to Mcfadden uh Knoll versus Dake that's going to be it, it has the potential to be an interesting match obviously Knoll is pretty crafty and Dake is really crafty he's the king of craft he's the king of craft the salt and a swap.
1: <laughs> i i think i mean this is this is Kyle all day
0: yeah i yeah i'm picking Kyle
1: I don't see. I mean we're we're a New York podcast. Nobody's gonna expect us to pick against Kyle Dake. So like what what do they really want us to say? Kyle Dake's gonna lose. Come on now. Yeah. We're not even picking Kyle to lose against Jordan Burroughs. So like not yeah. picking Kyle. To lose not picking that.
0: So uh yeah, Kyle Dake Nolf. I'm going with Dake, but this this match has potential to be a pretty interesting match, regardless.
1: Yeah, I mean Jason can make I, I don't I'm not I'm not gonna come in on here and say that Kyle Dake's gonna attack Jason Nolf. I, I actually don't think that's going to happen. I think Jason Nolf is good enough to to be ready for a Kyle Dick match. And the way he was talking on the Bash Mania podcast is he's really excited. You could tell he wasn't really ready to say he's going to win the match, but, like, he he he's definitely aware and ready to go. I'm excited to see this match for that fact. See kind of where Jason Nolf lands on the ladder, especially going into the next quad, really. I mean – Everybody's expecting seventy four kilos. The only, the only person I think could give Kyle a match outside of Jordan is Isaiah Martinez, and even even that, I don't. I think the style match up there is really bad. But yeah. I'm excited for the match. I think I think Jason's going to give him give him some weird feels. It's going to help him really prepare for the for the trials.
0: Yep. Yeah. That that wraps up the NLWC card. Uh, again, it's this card's happening the, next Tuesday, the twenty third. It's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, you know get get a rockfin account and and watch it. If you don't have a
1: rock account, quit living under a rock.
0: Yeah. And shout out rockfin. Hopefully you guys you know get back to me. But anyways, um, moving on to our pickums, We've got a few pickums. So tonight, uh if you've got the big ten Chan- or big ten network, it's gonna be an awesome night of wrestling as well. I believe Michigan versus Michigan State and then you have Penn State versus Ohio State. So two big duels. I'm pretty sure they're both on Big Ten Network tonight.
1: Yeah, they're back-to-back. Uh, back Ohio to State, Penn State, it's 8 o'clock, sharp. Make sure you're there watching Ohio State knock off the Nittany Lions.
0: Ooh, you, you heard it here first, more wrestling. Facts, facts. Yep. <laughs> so moving into our pickums, we've got Robbie Howard of Penn State versus Malik Heinzelman of Ohio State. We just saw Robbie Howard wrestle last week against Michigan, this past week b Jack Medley,
1: who yep. has a win over Malik Heinzelman.
0: Interesting. Little tidbit. Didn't know
1: if anybody knew that. That being said, I'm still picking Malik. I, I haven't picked against Ohio State Buckeye on here yet. I ain't going to start today.
0: Malik Heinzelman for the dub. Yeah. Um, Heinzelman's got four wins over Medley in the last couple of years, but I, I'm, I'm picking Heinzelman as well. Um, I, I believe – I mean – yeah, we just saw Robbie Howard wrestle. He has got one match under his belt. Um, I just think Heinzelman
1: look, honestly, I just didn't have enough matches to put on the pick'ems because there's not enough big matches coming on this week. So I was like, screw it, right? Who who knows? Maybe he'll pick Robbie Howard. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm going with Heinzelman.
1: Yeah, I figured that's I'm going there too. Um, next match I threw on here, Michigan, Michigan State. We got Ravon Foley, and I actually don't know if this one's gonna happen or not. Um, obviously Dylan Raguson's been having trouble making weight so it could end up being Ravon Foley jack medley um I don't know if you want to just pick both of them just in case but um, well, if it's, I put Raguson on here
0: if it's Raggison Foley I'm going Raguson if it's Ra- uh, Foley versus medley I'm going Foley so.
1: see I kind of want to pick medley if it's if it's that way but I mean I'm picking Raguson I'm picking Raggison but I don't know if if it comes up that medley's wrestling I'll text you before the match.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: Because I I don't, don't want to make a choice right now. I don't know what I don't know where I'm leaning yet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what's gonna go on. I mean, Raguson wrestled, or he weighed in at one twenty nine for that duel that they just had. So maybe he is starting to come down to twenty five. Well, he's been down. I think I think they. So a couple of ideas that I saw
1: was that they thought they had a better chance of medley beating howard yeah raggison kind of yeah not giving a bonus R-B-Y. R-B-Y. yeah i think it was kind of silly i think you take your surefire win at 125 with raggison over over howard and then kind of i mean medley's not a medley's not a trump medley could have kept something with rby at least a major i don't, I don't know if he would have got Tector or pinned i mean it's possible but I think you take your surefire points at 125 with Raguson I, I think they made a made an error there, but I mean, I'm armchair quarterbacking, right?
0: Yeah, it's true. And then, uh, so our last pickems that we have are Shane Van Ness versus Josh Saunders. We talked about this. Uh, we talked about Saunders versus Van Ness because it's on the NLWC card. You had picked Shane Van Ness. I'm still going with Josh Saunders.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sticking with Van Ness. I know I'm like I said, this kid. I'm really high on him. I think he's going to be a two-time national champ minimum for Penn State. So I, I got him.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that that kind of wraps it up for Pickums. Uh, You know, a lot of these teams are you know wrapping up their dual season and they're done. So uh, we're not going to see a lot of them or a lot of matches leading into conferences from here on out. But yeah. uh, a few other matches we have, like tonight, I believe Rutgers versus Maryland this yep. weekend, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, another Bedlam matchup. Nebraska versus Illinois, Iowa versus Wisconsin, Northwestern versus Minnesota, Maryland versus Penn State, and Indiana versus Purdue. I
1: mean, you got Brayden Lee wrestling Ryan Deacon. I mean, that'll be... I mean, you never know. I'm that, I didn't put it on there only because I figured we'd both probably be going Deacon in that match, but yeah. um, don't sleep on that match. It should be a tough one. I mean, Brayden Lee's no slouch.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as our listener questions go, we have no listener questions, but I do have questions. Um, if anybody knows how to, you know, put a intro clip, obviously I want to add some music to this, but maybe a little bit of special music, adding on, not like a random thing I can get off the internet. But if somebody's got any ideas or uh, is into making music, short little clips, let us know. Uh, I'll add you in and you know give you a shout out. Yeah. That'd be great.
1: I mean, I, that's some of the feedback I've gotten from people listening is, you know, get a little bit of a theme song going or like, yeah, sort
0: of I, I would love to, I mean, if anybody's got any ideas, hit Zach uh, up at wrestling 607 on Twitter, or hit me up on Twitter or Facebook, more wrestling, you know, I'm open to ideas. I, I kind of might reach out to a few people um, that are capable of putting something together like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it would be a nice touch to the podcast you know, as we're growing, we're 18 episodes in. And I think it's time to add some flair to the, to the show.
1: Absolutely. And share, 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 share the social media, share the posts. We got a ton of interactions with the last few episodes of, you know, Ferrera and Len, uh, and Leonard and bear. Yeah, um, We've had a ton of shares on that one. So share, share the recap episode, share, share the interviews, share everything, get our name, help us get our names out there.
0: Yeah. I've got, I've got like 28 different listeners from different States. And like, I was just talking to a buddy that's down in South Carolina or Georgia and he's listening to like every show. And a lot of this stuff is very informative to keep fans engaged, especially as this high school season starts to spark up. Right. Yeah, keep sharing, keep liking and all that stuff. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, as far as our future episodes, uh, Zach and I will be back next week. We've got, we'll, we'll do a little bit more in, in-depth preview of the eiwas and max uh, you know give our new york teams a shout shout out as far as the seeds go uh, you know if journeyman more things start to happen with that we'll uh we'll keep you up to date as well next week i've got a few guests coming on i've got uh, all american out of ohio state kenny courts uh kenny runs a wrestling club up here in watertown new york kenny courts greenhouse wrestling club he's got a bunch of hammers um you know nate wade cole mulhauser Aiden Poe, Carter Bear, uh, just to name a few, that are training at the club. So uh, I'll bring him on. If anybody has any questions that you would want to ask him, you know, shoot me a DM or send me a text or or a tweet or whatever you want to do. Um, it's gonna be a fun episode.
1: It's the college wrestling program of all time.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Io>. <laughs> but, uh, I O. But yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I, Come what? on now. Look, but, uh, no, yeah, I've got him on, and then I've got a uh, uh, Yusuf Amida he he'll be coming on probably in the next week or two as well. I kind of want to ask him about his trip to Egypt and uh, see if there's anything else that's, you know, going on since he's trains at the cliff keen wrestling club out there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So, yeah, that's kind of what we have coming up in the next week or two for more wrestling's podcast. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Peace out.